Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right, guys. Well, I want to say good evening, but since it's only evening where I am and, and half of our followers are, you know, in the Pacific Ocean, in the Philippines and areas like that, I always say good evening and everyone tells me it's morning. So uh, good day to everybody. Let's just go with that. And we hope that your week is going great so far. It's going good here on, on our end. I know that Kristen's got a great prayer for you coming up. And we have a lot of actually, um, you know, very important prayers tonight. They're always important, but, um, uh, you know, Kristen brought something to my attention ahead of time. And I know there's a few people who've suffered losses lately and, and some people going through some really hard stuff and we'll be sure to get to them. And of course, if you have any prayer requests while we're doing this, feel free to um, add that in the comment section and we're usually able to see those. But before we get to those guys, listen, I want to talk to you tonight about the fruit of the spirit. OK, and it's in the in the Bible, it's singular. It, Paul talks about this in Galatians, but it's actually nine different things. OK, I talked to you earlier this week about the importance of joy that joy is one of the fruits of the spirits. And when you, you lose your joy, okay, you lose your thankfulness, right? And you lose your praise. And those are the two prerequisites to prayer. Remember what, what the Bible says about when you're praying, to come into God's presence, you enter through his gates with thanksgiving, you enter through his courts with praise. So praise and thanksgiving are important and the enemy gets rid of that or he attacks that predominantly by going after your joy. But joy is just one of the nine fruits of the spirit. It's actually... Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And self-control is also interpreted as meekness. And I did a, a sermon about a week or so ago about the importance of meekness. It doesn't mean weakness, right? It means having strength, but controlling it. Now, I want you to notice two different things about these nine qualities. First of all, the first three are the things that we would generally want for ourselves, right? We all want love, joy, and peace. But the next six are all things that are for the benefit of others, right? Be patient with others. Be kind to others. Be good to others. Be faithful to others. Be gentle with others and exercise self-control for the benefit of others. So you see, the first third of these things are, are things that we would want for ourselves, but the other two thirds are really things that we should want for other people. And this is a critical point because Christianity and having a relationship with God isn't just about you. OK, it's about God's glory flowing through you and into other people. And the way that you accomplish this is by yielding, yielding your fleshly desires to be impatient, to be unkind, to be uncharitable, and instead replace those things with patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. That's what allows God to work through you and into others. And that brings me to my second point, is that all of these things are interrelated. You can't have one without the others and vice versa. If any one of these nine things fail, right, you can't really have the other ones. If, if you don't have love, you're probably not going to have joy. You probably won't have peace or patience. It's harder to be kind or good, so on and so forth, right? If, if you don't have uh, gentleness, you think you're going to have love, right? If, if you don't have goodness, you're not going to have joy. You're not going to have love. You're not going to have peace. They all go together. And if you don't have self-control, how can you have any of these things, right? You really, if one fails, they all fail. 
Okay, which is why you have to protect all of these. And notice that it's it's the self-reinforcing principle. It's it's, it's what scientists would call a, a positive feedback loop. Okay, that as you're yielding to these nine qualities, and that's what it is. You don't have to. It's not so much you have to work to get them. They're already given to you. You have to yield to them. Now you definitely have to develop them. Okay, you have to work through them a lot. You have to strengthen these muscles. God doesn't just download these things into you. God constantly wants you to grow. And as you grow, he'll take you to new levels and all these things. For those of you who are in uh, romantic relationships, you know how you go to different levels of love. For example, it's the same thing with with going to different levels in faith, going to different levels in self-control. You get better and better at it. We want God to just download stuff into us like it's a computer program. That's not practical. It's not realistic. It's not how it happens. He wants us to develop our spiritual muscles through all these things. Okay, but what winds up happening when you do? Well, you wind up becoming free from from the flesh. Okay, and what are the fleshly things? Well, Galatians or Paul tells us in in Galatians. Okay, the acts of the flesh, he says, are sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, even witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. That's what he says. Now, listen, is there anyone here who wants to be a slave to any of that stuff? I mean, I know people would say, well, you know, what about sexual immorality? Really, what about it? I mean, who do you really know who's a hedonist and who's who's a lecherous who, who's lecherous and who really seems happy you know or drunkenness how many how many happy drunks do you know okay there's a reason it's called a depressant you know it, the enemy wants to convince us that giving into the flesh is freedom okay because we can do whatever we want but actually you're becoming a slave to these things and so what we need to do is crucify these things that's what Paul says what the bible says to inherit the kingdom of god which is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you want if you want a fulfilled life and you want those things, then crucify the acts of the flesh, the, the immoralities, the impurities, the debaucheries, the hedonism, and all that. Give that up. Free yourself or let God free you from slavery to those things and have freedom through Christ, through the fruits of the Spirit. That's my message for you tonight. Yay, yay, yay. Awesome, as always, message from Jordan. Uh, you know, that that is so true about the fruits of the Spirit all being one, because mm-hmm. you're so right. What That Bible verse, uh, by your fruit, by their fruit, you will know them. Um, yeah. You know, it's so true. I mean, people can say things, you know, oh, I'm a Christian and this and that and the other, but it, it's like, what? how are you showing? And we're all, I'm not saying, I'm not pointing the finger at, at somebody and saying, oh, this person's, you know, bad or whatever. We're all human and we're all, we all have to choose to live by the spirit instead of the flesh. And we all, you know, fall short and praise God right. that he accepts us, but on a continual basis to get better and better and higher, higher in, in that. Um, and, and to really know God is to know those things. And you're right. I mean, how can you be, have love and be a loving person without everything else, without faithfulness, without right. self-control. I mean, they really all feed into one thing, um, you know? So it's, Right. And, it's and we get so many people who, who write to us and ask us, you know, what's my purpose? Or they just feel like dissatisfied with life, you know? And, and what they're saying is they're, la- they're, they're feeling that they lack the first three things. They're saying, I don't feel loved. I don't have joy. I'm not at peace. Okay, fine. But then what I say to you is, are you exercising the other six things? Are you exercising patience, 
kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Because those those six are the prerequisite to the first three. And what you find is it's not even... the enemy wants you to think, well, that's the price of it. It's not the price, but they all come together because it's yeah. not, they're actually not hard. What you're going to find is, is when you're good to people, when you're faithful, when you're gentle, you feel a lot better about yourself, first that's of right. all. You're going to like yourself more and other people are going to like you too. And that's, that's how you create this positive feedback loop. Other people are going to then be more patient, kind and good and, and all those things to you. So if you're lacking in love and joy and peace, the first thing you should ask yourself is of the other six things, am I doing all those? And if not, then that's probably the thing you got to focus on. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. And this is obviously, I don't want to get off on a tangent on another sermon sermon topic, but like the Beatitudes, um, blessed are the peacemakers, not the, doesn't say blessed are the peacekeepers. So when people think of the different fruits of the spirit and they think of, let's just take, for instance, self-control. Well, being self-control is living in the spirit, but if you're supposed to be bold, there's a way to be bold in the spirit and speak out what you're supposed to speak out. Self-control doesn't mean that you don't withhold the truth or, um, but it also means that you don't just lash out either. So there's a, when you're living in the spirit, there's a way to be self-controlled and there's a way to know and a season and a time under and purpose under heaven to know when to speak out and when to not speak out and, and all of those different things. So the the spirit guides that in, in harmony. Yeah. And it's not just a when it's also a how, I mean, Paul talks yeah, about this, I think in a different letter, where he's talking about teaching. And I mentioned this in my sermon on meekness. He doesn't say don't teach anybody, but he says, when you do it, do it with meekness, do it with gentleness, you yeah. know? And really what he's saying is uh, do it to persuade. If you think about it, because what right. happens is when you do it aggressively, then it becomes combat and people get entrenched. Okay. It's, right. it's, not, it's not an effective way of doing it. So, right. and that's what you find out about, you know, uh, Christianity in general is that there is a purpose for what's required of us in the natural but then it also has a spiritual benefit and vice versa. And so Paul is saying, look, exercise these spiritual gifts of meekness and gentleness, and you will see the natural benefit that you will actually persuade people to your side of the argument. But you're right. That's we're right. kind of going off on a thing here. I didn't mean to do that, but um, yeah, that was good. a good story you just gave. I think. Well, I'm just, you know, it's rubbing off on me. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you want right. to lead all these great people in prayer for us? Yes. Actually, this verse that I picked out tonight goes exactly with Jordan's sermon. Um, I mean, there's so many verses about fruitfulness. And one of my favorites is from Ezekiel uh, 34, 27. And it says, the trees of the field will yield their fruit and the ground will yield its crops. The people will be secure in their land and they will know that I am Lord. Jesus, thank you for that promise. Lord, when we think in our modern day times sometimes about the crops and the and the trees, sometimes we miss the real meaning behind that. We are all sowing seeds. We are all in that farming mentality in one way or another. And God, that was there um, in that time and place. That was there economic system that was their everything that they had the whole hope for their lives, for their livelihood, to be able to eat, to be able to feed their families, to be able to have a future, to be able to have anything. Um, So, you know, in today's day and age, our businesses and so many different things, God, can be represented by, by the trees and the crops, Lord. 
but really nothing has changed. We still need the crops and, and the trees, Lord. It all comes down to that. God, but you're saying that we'll be secure in our land. And the land is such a symbol, Lord, for the territory you've given us, Lord. We've conquered territory through you. And I pray that we enter the promised land, that we don't just keep you know, going around and around like the Israelite children, but we get it, Lord, that we learn the lessons we're supposed to learn and we enter the promised land and not just circle around it. Lord, I feel you saying, haven't you dwelt on this hill long enough like you told the Israelite children? There's so many hangups, Lord, that we allow to take hold of us. And I said allow because that's exactly what it is. We don't have to allow it. We can choose to step into your promised land and take the territory and be secure in the territory that is rightfully ours. The enemy has stolen a lot of territory from a lot of people, a lot of space and territory in the battlefield of the mind, the land and the mind. That's where our, the most, I think more than anything else, people feel so insecure in their minds. And that feeds into everything else, God. We need to find our security in you and be secure in the land, in our mindsets, Lord, in what you've given us, Lord, in the territory you've given us, and then conquer, go out and conquer new territory, Lord, and never be content just in one plot of land, but like Jabez, just keep expanding, enlarge our territory, Lord, enlarge our tents, Lord. We just want to get more and more and conquer new ground for you and and take back what the enemy has stolen. Lord, some people feel robbed. They feel like years have been stolen. They feel like, where have the years gone? And then the enemy wants them to waste more years thinking about where the years have gone. And Lord, we don't want to do that. We want to, we want to enter into the promised land. Lord, some people can't get over a, a forgiveness issue. Lord, help. I I... I know it's not easy, Lord, but in your spirit, we can forgive. We can move on, Lord, because we're just hurting ourselves if we just stay in that place. I pray for those who need to forgive and those who need to be forgiven, Lord. Those who need to forgive themselves. Sometimes that's the hardest one is to forgive yourself, but God has forgiven you. So forgive yourself so you can move into the promised land that he wants you to have. Some people are suffering loss, Lord. And you are holding them in the palm of your hand. You are comforting them. And they can enter the promised land. Lord, the grieving may be a process. They may be grieving a person. They may be grieving a, a dream that has seemed to gone awry or a, a plan, Lord. Whatever it is, Lord, it's very real for every person, whatever their need is, God but you have it. And even in the process, even in the instant, Lord, you have beauty for ashes right now. Lord, their grief is not a blockage from them entering the promised land. They can enter the promised land right now. Mm, grieving may be for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Lord, just take hold of their hands, and lead them into the promised land, Lord. For those who are afraid, for those who are anxious, for those who are angry, for those who are, are just worried, 
those who live in regret, those who are confused, for those who don't even know where to begin. God, help them to get their eyes focused on you. Help us all to put our eyes on you and take our hands and say, Lord, lead me into the promised land, the land where you are, Lord, the land where I may be secure. Lord, you are our provider. You are our protector. And you have secured our land. And we have a right to the land that you have given us. And we have a right to conquer territory. And we have, you have crushed Satan under our feet. And we are, you are restoring, Lord. You are restoring what was the years that the locusts have eaten, God. You are coming in and just like an ocean. I just see beautiful fields and beautiful, beautiful trees and fields, God, in that promised land. Let us enter it and just run into the destiny you have for us, God. Fill us with your hope. Fill us with your promise, Lord. Do not let what the enemy has tried to say take root and and grow weeds and choke out the good fruit, Lord, but help us to grow and cultivate and keep watering the seeds, watering the good words, watering, bring, bring to mind, Lord, the things we speak over. If someone has spoken over your life in a, in a very good way, just like negative words can hurt and you need to uproot those, I pray that you remember the good words that were spoken over you, the, the God words, the Holy Spirit words. And if you've never had those words spoken over you, God has sent me to speak those words over you right now. You are chosen. You are loved. You are beautiful. You have a future. You have a hope. God loves you with an everlasting love and is drawing you with a loving kindness. You are intelligent. You are unique. God would have died for you if you were the only person in the world. You are his his treasure, his royal priesthood, his 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 beloved, and he just wants you so much. He's so jealous for you, and he has such a plan for your life and such a purpose for you. And you don't have to live in anything less than what he's called you to, the life and the love and the hope that he's called you to, to just run into his arms and let him just open up the way for you to step into that secure land that he's promised. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wonderful job, as always, Miss Kristen. Okay, let's get right to our prayer requests. Um, as always, guys, you know we ask that not only do you listen to us pray for these people, that you also join us in praying for them as well. Actually, Kristen, I'm going to let you kick off tonight because I think you had a special one you wanted to, not special as in more important than others, but one that you right. brought to my attention. Yes, um, Lord, I, I pray for my friend. Um, I'm going to keep her name anonymous. Um, but she shared with me today that her boyfriend just passed away in a car accident. And um, God, she believes in you, but she just, you know, she's going through a really hard time and doesn't even know how to grieve. Um, I think she's in such an initial state of shock, Lord, which is very understandable. God, I don't have the words to to say in, in my own strength of how to of what to say for that. Um, but God, you know, when we're at the end of our rope, it's where you begin. God, I just pray that you would just 
surround her with your love and surround this young man's parents and whole family with your love. Lord, you know, the peace that passes all understanding, it's, it says that and that those words couldn't even be more true. Um, you have to, your love, your peace, your miracles, it has to pass our understanding because if we think about it in the natural realm, Lord, it'll totally wreck us, God, but you are greater than anything. So I just, I just pray you give her what she needs and, and this young man's entire family, Lord, and you just, you comfort, you bring your supernatural comfort and your supernatural healing and your supernatural hope, God, the, something that only you can do. This is where you step in, Lord, where nothing else, no other deity, no other, um, nothing else, Lord, will do. And that's true every time for every prayer. But a prayer like this, we put it, it, we really understand what you and your power are all about, Lord. We pray that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Great prayer, Kristen. Um, I'm going to pray for a friend of mine, Charles. Uh, I think Fernando, who watches our show, probably knows who Charles is. Uh, he's a good guy. Very faithful believer. He's had some health problems recently in the last year or so with his eyes. He got misdiagnosed and has really suffered some pretty bad injuries to his eyes. And then with all these government shutdowns and everything, uh, he's a business owner. His business has really suffered. And so just on his Facebook page today, he wrote, just pray for me, everybody. And he did, he wasn't specific, but I told him we'd pray for him on the show tonight. And he thanked me for that. So that's what I'm going to do. So I ask that you guys join me in this again for my friend, Charles. God, we lift Charles up to you in prayer right now. We know he has a good heart and he's, just, he's got great faith and he's been through a lot. But you are his deliverer. You know, David talks about walking through the valley of the shadow of death. He doesn't say he lives there. In other words, you get him through. Your rod and your, your what is it? Your rod and your staff, your staff comfort him. Yeah. God, we ask that you walk with Charles now, that he, you let him feel your presence you just take him by the hand and guide him through whatever he's going through and give him total victory over this and just give him just give him a, a season of renewal god and a season of great prosperity in his health and his relationships and his business just bring him out of this dark place and into the light in Jesus name amen and charles i pray that you will be a bold bold witness for christ my friend that's my prayer for you okay amen. kristen i'm going to give you two because uh, they're very similar both of these people wrote into us. One is Zarka, who says, "Please pray for our ministry." Uh, it looks like they're making, a, they're building a new building. So that's Zarka, and then Rampago, who actually says his name is Reverend David from India. So we'll call him Reverend David. Please remember us in your prayers that God will help us in every aspect of the ministry. So Zarka uh, says, "Pray for our ministry for the building," and uh, Reverend David from India, just pray for every aspect of our ministry. Lord, I pray for these men and their families, Lord. Um, I thank you that there are, are servants all over the world uh, toiling for your kingdom and um, laying seeds and bringing souls to Christ. And I thank you for their hearts to do so. I pray for Zarka's ministry to blossom and flourish and the building that they need. Lord, I pray for supernatural resources. Lord, you care about everything and you care about that building. Uh, you care... Uh, for people to be 
you know, even comfortable with the temperature situations and a roof and everything that they need, God. You, you care about the small details, God. So I pray that every detail is, um, is completely tied up in a bow and that the people that there would just be more and more people flooding that place so that they would say, Oh my goodness, we have, we need a bigger building. And, um, just that people, many, many people would feel the love of Christ, Lord. It's not about the building. The church is, goes beyond the four walls. It's not about the building. But God, we do pray that that building would be a place where people would feel your love and your kindness. And for Reverend David and India, and um, I just pray for his, you know, uh, for Zarka and Reverend David's protection, Lord. And um, I do pray for Reverend David David's uh ministry, Lord, and, and all of India um, to come to know you, God. A huge revival. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Very good, Kristen. Yakub says, I haven't had a job for three years, and I'm fed up with this, so I request that you pray for me, and he quotes us John 3.16. Yakub, I just pray that you get ready for God to open up a door for you. Pray with expectations. Now, you said you're fed up. All right. So give it over to God. You've made your petitions known to him. Father God, first I pray you give Yakub the peace that passes understanding. But God, I also pray I also pray that you open up a door for him to have a job and a good job that not only blesses him, but where he blesses other people. I pray that he's just the ultimate blessing to that business. And God, I even pray that maybe someday uh, Yakub will be the boss instead of working for someone else. He obviously is a person of great faith, and I ask that you honor that faith. We know, we know that you want him to work. And so, God, I just pray that you make it happen for him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Titus, Kristen, T-A-I-T-U-S, says, uh, wants you to pray against the, I'll just edit this out. He just, he has hemorrhoids and he wants you to pray against it. Okay. Now, Titus, now it's not, um, spelled the same way, but that is the name in the Bible, Titus. Right. This is, yeah, this got is it. T-A-I-T-U-S. I know. <laughs> Versus, uh, um, Lord, we pray for Titus's body to line up with the will of God, Lord, and um, just we pray against the hemorrhoids and everything, Lord, that um, has been afflicting him in Jesus' name. Um, we just pray for your total healing and your total covering and total peace, and we just pray for it to be a quick work, Lord. And for you just to give him everything he needs, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Nelson writes to us and just simply says his mom died. Yes, uh, we had been praying for Nelson's mom. And um, he said that his mom passed away, but um, he has a peace that she's, you know, in heaven and everything. So we just want to keep him in prayer for grieving and all that. Well, certainly. And Nelson, you know, the Bible says that God is very near to the brokenhearted. And so we know he must be near to you. And this is, you know... The funny thing is people think who are on the outside look at Christians and they would say, well, you guys, you know, you believe in an afterlife. You believe she's in heaven. Why would you be sad? Well, because there's a mourning period. That's why. Because we're human beings and that's that's just how it is. And so we we pray, Nelson, that God is with you. And not just that, that we know he's with you, that you really actively feel his presence, that you feel his calming spirit and that um, he just gives he gives you a great peace that passes understanding. I pray you have nothing but fond memories of your mother and 
I also just pray that, you know, there's, there are other hurting people in the world, and I pray that you're able to go help them out where they're hurting. Uh, and when you, when you commit yourself to doing that, you'll start to see more people who are hurting, like they'll come to your attention. And so, Nelson, that's my prayer for you. You obviously have a very good heart, and I just pray that God puts that to work in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Chris, and I got two more for you. I feel like I'm doubling up every time here, but whatever. Um, this is They're both very similar prayers. NACA just asks to pray protection over her mom who lives and works in the U.S. That's NACA. And then Suzanne asked for prayer and protection for her son, Brian, in New York, who she hasn't. Okay, it broke up a little bit, but I think I got it. NACA uh, prays for her mom who works in the U.S. and Suzanne for her son, Brian, who works in New York. Is that correct? Works in New York, and she hasn't heard from him as usual, and when she oh. calls him, he doesn't answer his phone. Okay. Uh, Lord, we, we pray for these women. I assume Naka is a woman, but if, if not, Lord, you know. Um, and their tender hearts and their grieving hearts, Lord, um, in, in different ways. They're, they're missing uh, uh, someone who's very close to them, Lord, and they're concerned. So I pray, like Jordan prayed before, for the peace that passes understanding to guard their heart and mind. And um, we pray for Naka's mother in the U.S. Um, I assume I, by that, I think she means she's in something medical or on the front lines or something. So um, we just pray her, her, her protection. Um, and, uh, Lord, we pray for Brian as well, whatever is going on there, um, that he would just be, if there's something that he's doing where he doesn't want to be talking to his mom because it's not of you, I pray for a conviction. Um, I pray whatever the issue is, um, for there to be, um, just your, the bridge of your love in that relationship and I, I pray for you, for, for the scales to be removed from his eyes and um, for, the, for that relationship to be better than ever before. And again, for the peace um, that passes understanding for everyone involved. In Jesus' name, amen. Very good. Thank you, Kristen. You're welcome. All right. I'm going to do three at once because they're all very similar. We got three prayer requests for God to give babies to people. So Evett says, I have promised from God he'll give me a baby and I'm praying for it. Pray for my pray for me to have a baby. Michael says, pray for me for my coming labor this coming month because my baby is on breach. This is someone named Michael. Okay. Because my baby is on breach position. I want a normal delivery. Thank you. And God bless both of you. And Stanley, who just wrote in Stanley uh, Chibucci, who's online says, please pray for my friend Dominic for the fruit of the womb. Okay, so in Jesus' name, for Evett, for Michael, and for Dominic, Father God, we pray that you bless them not only with children, but with perfectly healthy children, that there is no complications um, in their birth, that there's no injury to the mothers, that the kids come out perfectly healthy and normal with, without any uh, genetic problems, without any lack of oxygen, that these are um, as pain-free as they can be for a delivery. God, we pray these kids grow up to be perfectly healthy as well and that they're dedicated to your kingdom and your service. I'm just reminded every time I think about this of Samuel's mother dedicating dedicating her child to, uh, you know, she couldn't become pregnant. She decided she would, if she, if she had a child, to dedicate the child 
to the service of God. And that's what I just, whenever I see these prayer requests, that's what I just advise people to do, to do that. So Father God, I thank you for Evett, Michael, and Dominic, and also Stanley, who brought Dominic to our attention. I thank you that you're going to do a good work in them and, and deliver healthy children to them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's do some of the online ones. Good to see uh, Florida again from last night. Charlie Stephen, Kristen, says, uh, pray for me to win my appeals case, either with or without a trial. Bless all those involved in my appeals case. Also pray for my kids, grandkids, parents, relatives, and friends, and those who are or might be against me. You you want to take this one since you're the lawyer? <laughs> all right. I'll take this one. You get the next one. Okay. Father God, whenever I see these people who write in um, with prayer requests that have to do with with court, I think of the verse that says, no weapon formed against us will prosper. And people forget the second half of that verse. The full verse is, no weapon formed against us will prosper, and we will refute every false tongue. God, I pray that truth and justice and mercy, all three of those things, prevail in Charlie's case. I thank him. I thank you, God, that you've given him the kind of heart that he asks us to pray for people who might be against them and pray for all those involved. I pray for the judge, the lawyers, all litigants. If there's a jury, your word says we should seek justice, love mercy, and always walk humbly besides our God. My prayer for Charlie is that he does that. We also pray for his whole family, his children, grandchildren, parents, four generations, I guess, relatives and friends, that they're all healthy and they're all filled with the fruits of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Kristen. So here's the deal. You you switched prayers with me. Yeah. So I'm going to give you this one here. This is just We got basically five left, but they're all, the you know, just a few words each, and they're all basically the same thing. So I'll just leave it to you to pray over all these people. Ready? Yes. Emily, spelled E-M-Y-L-E, just says prayer. Fabian says, please pray for me and my family. Seema says, I live in Fiji. I need prayer requests. Tupu says, please pray for my family. And Cephaluvia says, pray for my family, especially my kids. Okay. Lord. Do you want the names again? Okay. Let's see if I I can do it, but you might have to prompt me. All right. So start with Emily. We pray for Emily. We pray for Fabian. Wow. We pray for Safifu. That was the last one. Seema. Yes, Seema's third. Emily, Fabian, Seema. Tapu. Topu and then Safaluvia. Safaluvia and Seema, Lord. We pray for all of them, Lord. Lord, you know their hearts. And like Jordan always says, just because they say pray for me, it doesn't mean that their prayer is less significant or that you don't know the the depth behind the prayer, Lord. And sometimes we just don't know what we need prayer for, honestly. But you know, God, and that's all that's important. And you care for all of these people, God. You pray, you care, Lord. Topu and um, you pray for, you care for all of them, Lord. Seema, Fabian, Emily, Safifu. Lord, you care for all of them. Lord, we give you the honor and the glory and the praise, Lord. You created all of them, and you hold them in the palm of your hand. 
And I pray whatever the desire of their heart is, Lord, to seek you and to love you, Lord, that you would bring them into more intimacy with you and a deeper walk and that you provide all their needs as you've promised. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And also for Sifu, whose real name is Cephaluvia, uh, who I'm putting up here, who actually, whose profile picture says, through God's lens, you are beautiful. Oh, I I'm love so that. Sure. I love that. Of course, Kristen, you're beautiful through any lens, but oh. in any event, uh, Cephaluvia, we, we certainly thank you for writing in and yes. uh, we pray victory over your life and everybody else's. Yes. All right, guys. Well, look, that uh, does it for our prayer requests tonight. Kristen, can you please lead us in the call to salvation? Absolutely. If you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is the time. There's no greater time than now. Or if you want to recommit your life, that would be awesome too. Just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. I make you my Lord and Savior. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we want to know, comment on the video or send us a message and keep those praise reports coming. We love those. They're great. Absolutely. Uh, so thank you, guys. And we, when we say praise reports, we don't mean like praise of us. I don't, mean, <laughs> I don't mean like we need you to type in how great we are. That's that's not it. No, no. Uh, don't worry. I'll take care of praising Kristen. That's my job. That's fine. <laughs> but um, no, praise reports, I mean, you know, good things that God has done. For. Remember, the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. That's so right. it's important not just for your own benefit to praise God through things, but, you know, other people too, because it helps them in their faith the more we see um, God doing great things in your lives. Okay, guys? Look, thanks for joining us again. We really appreciate it. Please do us a favor and try to like and share all the videos. You can even share the videos while they're live so that it's it's live streaming on your page, and that would help spread this a lot. All right, guys. Hey, thanks again for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. We had a record number of visitors last night, by the way. We had over 500 Ooh. live viewers. I was so happy about that. Yay. Looks like we have a lot tonight, too, so I'm really thrilled. Um, but again, thank you guys. It's really an honor and a privilege and a pleasure to be able to come into your homes every night. So we'll see you again tomorrow at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, be blessed and be a blessing. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.